Ephesians 5 verse 15 says, See then that you walk carefully or circumspectly. It means carefully, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the Lord, what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Let's lift our hands. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for moving in this place and showing us, my Lord Jesus, your presence and, and just uh, covering us and hugging us and being here, my Lord Jesus, in our midst. We thank you for what you do, Lord. We ask that your word may instruct us today, that it may fulfill your will here in this place tonight and even remotely, virtually, my Lord Jesus. We just uh, we succumb to your to your will, my Lord, and we submit to your authority. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Praise God. Time. I want to title this message, Make the Most of It. Make the Most of It. So time is, is one of the most important or precious commodities that we have right time uh it's it's just kind of interesting how it works time is time and it will pass you by if you don't seize the moment if you don't use it it will just pass you by and five minutes will go by five years will go by 15 years will go by and you're going to be like what happened? Where, where did time go? How did we get here? You start with a child that is from birth, and all of a sudden, you're seeing them graduate, you know, high school or middle school or whatever it is. Time just passes by. Our late pastor used to always remind us of that. He would always say he always had this nick of bringing time up into a lot of his teachings. And he used to say, we all have 24 hours, right? And then he would break that down into seconds. He would say, we have 86,400 seconds, you know. And he used to say, I wish I had more of it. You know, he always wanted, he was always occupied, uh, laboring, amen, and doing things. And so he often spoke about this. And the, the fact is that we all have been given only this amount of time, right? And we cannot do anything to acquire more of it. Once it's gone, it's gone. We get the amount of minutes, the amount of seconds, the amount of hours, the amount of days. That is all that you and I get. Amen. Unless you're Hezekiah and you pray. Okay. So uh, because of this, the word of God instructs us to handle it with care. It's very purposeful in its wording, and it, 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 it instructs us to, to handle it with care, to make the most out of every opportunity, to make the most of it. And I constantly say in our, in our Wednesday Bible study, and I say, if you are not in the right mind, you are in the wrong mind. So where, you're, where you place your thoughts will indicate where your actions will be, ultimately showing where you spend your time. 
And if you reflect just a little bit on what you do, you'll see where your heart is, right? And, and it's interesting, once the day starts, every, every, a lot of things start attacking your day. I mean, you've got to work, right? You've got to work a certain amount of hours. You've got to do things. You, you know, your time is, is, is chewed up like, like a, you know, a pie. And it's just like, you know, all these things coming around and, and chewing it up and, and, and take your time away. So you have to take care of that. You have to be purposeful with what you do with your time, with what I do with my time. The word of God doesn't want us to be frivolous or be wasteful. He does not want us, amen, to just let it go away. He wants us to be purposeful with our time. The word says, the word of God says, redeem it. Not in the sense where you can buy it back or get more of it, but what you have on hand, let it be purposeful. What you, what you are able to do, the, the amount of time, the amount of life that you have, be purposeful with it. Use it with care. Don't waste it in things that do not have any eternal benefit. We are to walk in wisdom. We are to make the most of this gift that we have. And the word of God says, if you go back to the beginning of this chapter that we read, it says that we are to be imitators of God. We are to walk in love as Christ has loved us. You know that moment when you were a sinner and that nobody loved you guess who loved you we are to walk in love as he loved us when Jesus Christ was in this world he didn't waste his time in things that didn't render any purpose when he was walking around in the streets of Jerusalem or wherever he was with, by himself or with his apostles, even as growing up, he didn't waste it in things that had no purpose. We can see that from the young age of 12, he had purposed in his heart to go about his father's business. There was vision. There was a purpose in what he was here to do. There was a, a strong a, a vision, a strong purpose, amen, for him being here in this earth. So the word of God reminds us, it asks us, it beckons us to say, and it says, be imitators of God, to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. Everything that he did was for humanity, was for you and for me. Everything Jesus did in this earth was for the end goal of you and I having salvation. Talk about a selfless life. Amen. He was selfless unto death. And brothers and sisters, we cannot be selfish and think only of us. 
There are many people out in the world that are in need of you and I interceding for them. They need us to spend some of that precious time in prayer for them. To allow our faith to trigger something in their lives. There is a lost world that needs us. You have lost family members that need you. You have lost spouses. You have lost parents. You have lost children that need a little bit of your time. Amen. As you intercede for them. As you pray for them. As you bridge. As you stand in the gap. Amen. Between their life and the throne of God. Amen. You don't even have to look, like I said, that far. We have family. We have those spouses. And your decisions, whether spiritual or carnal, will affect them. All of our decisions will affect those around us. Where you choose to spend your time will affect them. Your decisions are never only single-faced or a single dimension. No, they can have a generational aftermath. Did you know that? Your decision today will affect not just your spouse, your children, but your children's children as well. And, and it can go down a line of generations. The Word of God says that He is a jealous God. Amen. Our God is a jealous God. And if you decide to worship the wrong God, if you decide to bow down to the bales of this world, he will punish the father's iniquity upon the third and the fourth generation. That's a long ways down. All because you or I decided that we didn't want to bow down to the real God, to the right God. And if we make something earthly our idol, if we decide that we want to invest our time in the earthly things or in the carnal things, in the areas that don't bring you any spiritual benefit, it can go a ways down. It will have repercussions that we may or may not be prepared for. So you need to start spending some of that precious time with your creator. I can't say it enough. We need to spend that time with God. You cannot treat it like something that's expendable or like a, a resource that you don't need. It is precious, my friend. It is precious. In so much that the word says, make the most of it. It says, redeem it. That's what it means. Make the most of it. And it doesn't just say it once. It doesn't just say it twice. It says it a few times throughout Scripture to make the most of that time that you have. The other day, um, I, was, I was very tired. Very, very tired. And I had been working the previous day uh, in my house. And I had been doing some work. And... Um, so this particular day was a Friday and so I just, I considered perhaps not coming to church. 
I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go today. And I said to myself, the, the Lord knows. The Lord understands. After all, we have a high priest, right, that can sympathize with our weaknesses. So I just kind of, you know, was quoting that verse. And I was like, he, he knows. He knows what's going on. So I went through this little dance back and forth in my head and uh, stating how it was okay to, uh, to just rest. I was like, we need rest. And I was like, you know what? I would just watch the webcast. We have it for a purpose. So uh, at that same time, at the same moment, there was like a flash in my head. It was like, I don't know if it was my conscience, the Holy Spirit or what, but it was just something that came into my head, and it just kind of said, we don't do that. And then it was like, be better. And I was like, I was like convicted, and I was just like, okay, you know what? I need to make it to church. Even if I'm tired, I, I think I'm going to be okay. And so uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to go to church. You know, I'll go to church. But the thought kept lingering in my head. The thought was just there and this thing back and forth. And not even 20 minutes passed. I think it was less than 20 minutes. When my wife's phone rang and she received two invitations uh, from different people to for to go and occupy ourselves in something other than the word of God. Now, she rejected those invitations. She said no. But this was a lesson for me. And I felt that God was talking to me. So this was a lesson for me. And I was like, it was like a huge eye opener. And it was just like, if you are not purposeful with your time and you don't intend to use it for the glory of God or for his kingdom, your adversary is going to pounce on that opportunity and fill your time with other things and other stuff that does not benefit you spiritually. Your adversary is waiting for such an opportunity for us to say, I'm not going to do this, and he's going to give you something to do. Let me tell you, it doesn't necessarily have to be sinful behavior that you are invited to or that you are going to do. Like, I wanted to rest. I don't think there's a whole lot of sinful behavior in that, right? It can be simply something to entertain you away from the presence of God. To drive separation away from your relationship with God. The further he can separate you from God, the more you have to work to get reconnected to him. The more you have to work in your relationship with him. Because you are now driven so far apart, you have to work harder to connect with your God. And then the lesson went on a little further. It didn't just stop there. And I don't know, I have a feeling maybe God, I don't know if he orchestrated all of this, but he definitely used it for good because it was a big lesson for me. And then it, it goes a little further. I started thinking about my kids. 
for my children. So let's just say that I stay home because I'm tired and God is good with that. The Lord's okay. He's like, fine, you're tired. You need some rest. But what about my kids? It's one less Bible study for them. It's one less preaching for them. One less opportunity for worship. What are they going to do? What are they going to be doing while I am home resting? Are they going to be resting too? Probably not. They might get entangled in something that they should not have been doing. Why? Because dad needed to rest. And dad decided not to come to church. My selfish decision has an impact beyond only me. It affects my spouse. It affects my kids. It affects my family. It affects all around me. You think Satan is going to have compassion on your kids? You think Satan is going to say, okay, you're tired. I'll just leave the Loera family alone for tonight. No, no way. If I slumber, if I rest, he goes to work. I guarantee that. So make the most of your time. Use it wisely. Be purposeful with it. Sometimes you may need to go the extra mile, to go the extra effort, to do something just a little bit beyond what your physical body, what your carnal mind can do. Take it a little bit further and you will see that the Lord will not just bring you rest, but he will bring favor to you. He will bring spiritual benefits into your life. The Lord reminded me. He reminded me at that time that I, as a parent, am the only thing standing between my children and the world. That I stand in between my children and the indoctrination of this world. It's so difficult. Your kids cannot watch anything nowadays. Everything is so indoctrinated with other things that we're not going to go into at this moment. It is an evil world in this moment. And I'm sure it's been evil for many, many years. And especially in a country like this where we have everything at our disposal. We have a lot of everything. We have wealth. And all those things have driven People away from God. Even a country that we are that was founded on such excellent uh, uh, foundations with a nucleus family. Even a country like that today has its, its large share of sin. Colossians 4.5 says, Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time another version says be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders make the most of every opportunity i cannot say that enough 
Make the most of every minute that you have. Make the most of it. Don't give it up to the ways of this world. It is so easy. It is so easy to give a share, a piece of, of your pie of the time that you have and to give it to the world. You throw an hour away. You throw two hours away. You watch the sound of music, you're probably throwing away three hours away. I mean, I love the sound of music, but you have to be purposeful with the things that you do. You have to be purposeful. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a crazy, it's an evil world. And you cannot do those things over and over. They will impact your life. They will impact your family. They will impact those around you. If we go back to our original scripture in Ephesians, the word is saying, redeem the time because the days are evil. That's what it says. The days are evil. We are living in a time when we have to keep our minds occupied in the ways of the Lord. The word says, do not be unwise, but understand that the, what the will of the Lord is. In this chapter, lists many things that do not please God. In other words, if you are not using your time wisely, making the most of it, you will probably end up doing these things because they are time fillers. How many times did our pastor not say that? He says, if you're not doing something productive, you'll most likely get in trouble. He used to say that from this pulpit many times. And it starts in verse 3. And I'm going to read. It's like seven verses here. I'm going to read them all because we need to hear them. It says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. As is fitting. In other words, you as a child of God are too special. You are too wonderful. It doesn't even fit the mold of who you are to be fulfilling your time in these things. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting. There it goes again. It's like you're trying to put a square peg into a round hole. It just, just does not go with a child of God. If you have been washed by this blood, you have been, you've gone down to the waters of baptism. You have received the Holy Ghost. You are special. You are chosen. You cannot be uh, filling your mind with these types of, uh, of pastimes. You have to use your time wisely. Let your talk be different. That's what it's saying at the end of verse 4. But rather giving of thanks. <clears throat> you speak different. You're not griping all the time. You're not saying negative things. You're not talking about your sister. You're not talking about your brother. 
You're praising the Lord. You're giving him thanks for all that he does. You're speaking positive words into your children. You're speaking truth into your family. That will make them grow. That will bring a spiritual benefit to their life. Verse 5. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, amen, righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Where you spend your time is going to say who you are. Thank you, brother. And if you don't, like I said, if you're not in the right mind, you're in the wrong mindset. If you don't spend your, right, your mind in the right things, you can drift towards this type of lifestyle just by doing nothing. It will just automatically take you there. Because we have a sinful nature. We have this flesh, this veil of flesh that we live in every single moment of that time. And it's going to defeat us if we do not spend it in the right things. If we don't spend our time in the right things, it will defeat us. So make the most of your time. I can't say it enough. Make the most of that gift that God has given you. Use it to advance his kingdom. Pray for someone. Pray for yourself if you have no one to pray for. Pray for your family, your kids, your parents. You, there's plenty of people to pray. If you can't pray for it, if you cannot find anyone, pray for me. I need your prayers. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Psalms 139. Psalms 139, verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. In other words, my unformed body. And in your book, they all were written, the days you fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. God has allotted specific time for us. We don't know how much or how long that'll be. We don't know what our, our, our days are. But whatever that is, we need to get on with God and use it wisely. You don't know how much time you have. I don't know how much time I have. And we have to make the most of it. We can have another week. We can have another year, two years, five. I don't know. Some people yesterday thought that they had another day, and they didn't get it. Some people didn't wake up today. 
We need to be careful. We need to be purposeful. Titus 3.8 says, This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. That verse says that we need to be diligent with what we do to do what is good. We need to do what is good to do the right thing. Because it doesn't just profit you, but it profits everyone around you. The word says everyone. And we need to live in that constant awareness of that ticking clock and make the most of the time that we have. Let it have the right eternal benefit. We're walking a fine line here and we have to be purposeful with that. You know, there's only so many ways that I can say it or actually there's a lot of other things that could be said to reinforce this. But I think you get the point, right? And we're actually going to be wrapping up pretty soon now. You need, to, you need to start reflecting on your life. Reflect on who you are. Reflect on your family. Where has your time gone? What have you done with your time? Have you used it correctly? Have you used it purposefully? We may have to come to terms with the Lord and, be, and say, I've wasted plenty of time. I've wasted plenty of time, but that's changing today because my family needs me, my kids need me, my children's children will need me, and I need to lay out a good foundation for them. Let's be on our feet. We're going to open this altar because... I feel that we need to make a we need to reevaluate where our time has gone. Are we using it just wastefully or are we being purposeful with what the Lord has given us? And so bring a thought of reflection, think about what you're doing in your life and just give it up to God. If there's a change that you have to make, do it today. Do it now. You may have been living a life of constant sin. God wants to change that today. You can have a change of course today. The Lord can move you on a 180 and say you are going down the wrong path You're going to go down the right path today. But you have to make that decision. You have to choose where to spend your time from this day forth. And he is here waiting for you. He says, come as you are. You will not leave the same way. So let's go ahead and pray.
You can bow your head there if you want, or you can come down to this altar as our music, as our worship team leads us in a song. Let's worship the Lord. Let's have a conversation with the Almighty, with our Creator, and say, Lord, show me. Convict me if I have not been doing what is right, if I have not been spending my time appropriately. Convict me for that.